It's okay to cry if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, I just hate this, but it will pass. Just like ground into that belief. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose. I hated my job. I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself nonstop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. All right. Well, welcome everybody back to the Grow to Be Free podcast. I am here with Camille Garrigus. She's a really great friend of mine, and she just recently transitioned into nutrition coaching, specifically for people with acne. And I'm really excited to introduce to you her today because she has a big old long story of acne herself and how she's been able to overcome it, specifically in regards to self-confidence, mental health, etc. So without further ado, here's Camille. Hi everyone, I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Kiani. Yeah, no problem. So Camille, I'd love to jump into your story with acne and just how this became such a, a big topic for you and, and how that really related to your self-confidence and mental health and just everything in that regard. Sure, yeah, I'll just give you the whole story. Yeah. So um, I struggled with acne pretty much my entire life, like from adolescence through my mid twenties, I would say it was, it was pretty bad for about a decade. Um, I, it was kind of off and on, like there were some times it was worse than others, but, um, I had really bad hormonal breakouts, which is like chin, jawlines, a little bit up the cheeks, sometimes even neck. Um, and it was just incessant. Like it was always there. And I, I mean, the big issue for acne for me was the way that I related to it. Like I really let it run my life. Mm. Like I would not speak up really in social settings because of it. I, Mm. I mean, never would leave the house without makeup Mm. on. Mm -hmm. Um, I just hated it and wanted it to go away so badly. Um, and originally like tried to treat it through just different topical treatments, which I think is the route that a lot of people take because Mm -hmm. that's just what conventional medicine teaches. Like go to the dermatologist, try prescription creams, try different antibiotics. Um, and everyone knows Accutane. That's Mm. the big one where if like you've tried all the other things and nothing has really worked, most dermatologists say, okay, you know, it's probably time to try Accutane. Mm. Um, And I I tried all the treatments. I mean, I was on hormonal birth control for years. I tried Mm. different oral antibiotics, different topical antibiotic creams, um, and literally everything made it worse. Mm. And I was so discouraged. Like I distinctly remember I would even try, like, I would always go to, um, like Pharmaca. It's, it's this little store that has more like holistic types of, um, like skincare products mm-hmm. and stuff. And I would just go and talk to the people there and say, what can I, what can I do that? Like, where am I missing the mark? Like, how can you help me? Um, and I mean, I tried so many different skincare products, creams, serums, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything. Um, and I mean, really it just, nothing worked. And then once I went to college, um, my, and I didn't realize this at the time, but like diet and lifestyle obviously plays such a huge role in acne and no one ever told me that. Mm. I was never taught that growing up and even like going to dermatologists, it's not something that they mention. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I went off to college. I was drinking a lot. I was like stressed with school. I, my diet wasn't good. You know, you go from like, I was, I mean, I was eating home cooked meals all the time, you know, mm-hmm. in high school, like my mom's an incredible cook. And then I went away to college and I was like, okay, I got to fend for myself now. <laughs> and you're living off of sandwiches and um, Taco Bell and, yeah, you know, typical college diet. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever it's called, the easy mac and cheese. Oh I used to love yeah. that stuff. Definitely ate that in college. Yeah. Way too much. Oh my God. That was like, <laughs> I lived off of that as like my yeah. like midnight snacks. Same. Um, and yeah. And then drinking on top of that was just not, not good. But, um, I remember my junior year of college, my skin got really bad. I don't know what Mm. happened, but it was the semester after I came back from studying abroad and my skin just freaked. Like Mm. it was so bad. And I went to a dermatologist in San Diego and, um, and she just was not listening to me. Like Mm. I was telling her what I was experiencing and Um, and she was pushing Accutane and I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I've kind of started doing some research about like food and what you eat impacting your skin. And she just looked at me and she was like, there's no evidence to support that. Like, uh, no, basically like that, that was BS. Wow. And, and I'm like, there's just no way that that's true. Um, and after that, I decided okay, I'm going to go the holistic route to fix this issue. I'm not going back to conventional dermatologists. Like I just knew in that moment, like she didn't even, and I think people come across this issue with doctors often where, um, they're just so dismissive of anything that you mention, like, Oh, could it be this? Could it be that? And instead of them saying like, Oh, I actually haven't looked into that, but it's possible. They'll say no, like flat out. That's just not how it is. Right. Um, and yeah, that just really didn't sit right with me, but going the holistic route is, it can be expensive. You know, mm-hmm. most, um, holistic doctors don't take health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a struggling college student, mm-hmm. so, um, as soon as I graduated school and started working full time and making money, like the first thing I invested in was going to a holistic dermatologist Mm. and talking with her about my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and I found this woman named Danielle who runs the San Diego acne clinic, Mm -hmm. um, out of La Jolla. And she, that was like the catalyst of me really transforming my skin, like up until that point, which, was right after I graduated in 2018 was when I started going there. But, um, before I started seeing Danielle, I, um, was working a lot on my diet. I completely cut out dairy. I, um, cut back a lot on drinking and, um, was doing mostly gluten-free, like trying to eat a lot more whole foods. And that, Mm. I mean, doing those dietary changes shifted a lot. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I started seeing Danielle and she helped me a ton with going through all the products I was using because I I was Mm -hmm. using all like natural organic skincare, but Mm -hmm. didn't realize that like natural and organic does not equate to acne safe. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Because a lot of products and we can get into this too, but a lot of... um, like organic clean beauty products have ingredients like algae, coconut oil, things like that, oh, okay. that are, they're good. Like they would be great for you to eat, but they're not great for you to put on your skin. Oh, um, interesting. So I really cleaned up all my products and I was getting regular facials with mm. her. And, um, between the diet and then the facials cleaning up all my products, like it took time, but that's ultimately what what was able to clear my skin. Um, but I didn't really get like, like now I would say I still get a few little breakouts here and there, like very minimal, only like maybe one, one or two a month. Um, but it, it took me like probably like five years working on my skin to get it to that point from where it was. Um, so it's just such a long process. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what age tough. did you start 
having acne? Um, it was like in my later teens. Later teens. Yeah, I didn't have it too bad when I was like 14, 15, 16. But then I would say around like 17, 18, like more when I went away to college. Mm -hmm. Um, well, probably the last year of high school and then going away to college is when it, Mm. when it got bad. Yeah. Do you know if it's genetic, like in your family? Totally. So there is a genetic component to acne for sure. Um, and my mom had terrible skin growing up. My dad did too, but not quite as bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but both my brother and I struggled really bad with our Mm. skin. His was worse than mine. Mm. Um, and he did multiple rounds of Accutane. Mm. Um, so yes, absolutely. There's a genetic component, but, um, what they like to say in like functional medicine or holistic medicine is your genetics load the gun, but your diet lifestyle environment pull the trigger. Mm. So, um, yes, I had a genetic predisposition to acne, um, but it was really the lifestyle that I was living that let the acne manifest. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah, that is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So was that, I mean, a lot of people tend to start drinking around like 17, 18. Do you feel like that was a big part of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, full transparency, I drank a lot in high school. Like I was... I was drinking a lot. Not a lot of my friends were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it didn't stop in college. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. until, um, yeah, definitely a few years after college where I was like, this is not serving me anymore. Mm. Um, and it was really damaging my skin. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of my story. Wow. So kind of take us back to that time when the acne was really bad, like either in college or in high school, how did it affect your mental health? I mean, it sounded like you, you kind of avoided social situations and like talking to people, but like mentally, how were you at the time? So I think in, in the moment, like at that time, I didn't realize how negatively it was impacting my life. Um, but now looking back, I think the main thing was how hard on myself I was. Mm. And like, I distinctly remember looking in, like I could barely look in the mirror, especially without makeup on. Like I would, mm. I, re- I would just remember waking up first thing in the morning before doing anything else, I would feel my face and there would always be new breakouts. And so mm. immediately I was starting my day off like annoyed and upset with yeah. my skin. And, um, and I would just look in the mirror and be like, you're ugly. Ugh. Like, yeah. like I, I, I hated looking in the mirror and I, I felt like everywhere I looked ever, like I went to school at USD university of San Diego, like beautiful people everywhere. Mm. And even growing up in mm-hmm. high school too, like I was just surrounded by all, it felt like all these people with perfect skin and no problems. Right. And I looked at my life and I was like. I that was one of the roots of comparisonitis for me, which mm. like I still battle today. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was very just deep rooted in that lack of self confidence. Because it's like your face is your identity. You know, like that's how people recognize you. Like mm-hmm. you can't even if you do put makeup on, like you can still see it. You know, um, right. and obviously like no one is paying as close attention to your skin as you are or like anything else that you are doing or saying. Um, but it, it still feels like it, you know, cause like you see it so much Mm -hmm. that you just automatically assume like that's all anybody else sees and it's not the case. Um, but yeah, I would say just mentally my, my self-talk, my self-worth, um, just all of that was so negative mm-hmm. and yeah, it took me a long time to, to reverse that. And it, it's still, I would say a daily practice yeah. to not go down those negative brain mm. pathways. Yeah. No, that's, that, I'm glad that you brought that up because there, 
there is a study out there by Narita Hazarika and M. Archana that like basically scientifically proved that that acne is linked to depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem and just an overall lower quality of life for whoever has it very severely. And so uh, it sounds like that was kind of relevant to you. And and I was going to ask, like, do you feel like after the acne cleared up, like, did those issues go away right away? Or do you feel like it was significantly gone and you still had to work on it? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So for me, I wouldn't say that I necessarily like struggled badly with depression and anxiety, definitely social anxiety Mm -hmm. around it. Um, and, and the negative Mm self-talk, like I mentioned, Um, but yeah, I think when you have really severe acne, it's easy to get into this mental trap of like, I'm just going to look like this forever. Mm. Um, because that's how we operate as humans. Like we can only really grasp what's right in front of us. Um, and when you have like just pimples covering your entire face, you're like, well, how is this ever going to go away? And I think really like grounding into the belief like making it a belief that nothing is permanent like Mm. anything that you're going through that you're experiencing that sucks like plain and simple acne sucks like it just Mm -hmm. does but it's it's temporary like Mm. this too shall pass It, it will pass um and yeah just remembering that um And it's so hard, but having those little like self-love rituals where like, I wish I had known about positive affirmations when Mm. I was struggling really badly Mm because like it was all subconscious. Like me look, I didn't like straight up look in the mirror and say out loud, you're ugly, but like all of it was playing subconsciously in my mind all day, you know? And so that impacted my thoughts. It impacted Mm -hmm my behavior, how I showed up as a friend, as a sister, as a partner, like it, it impacted everything, but it was insidious, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that's how those thoughts can be. So Mm -hmm. consciously bringing those thoughts to your awareness and, and saying, when I think this, I'm going to shift it to something positive. Yeah. And it sounds, it sounds like a lot and you do spend a lot of time thinking about thinking, yeah. but the, the positive impact from that and doing that daily is, I mean, invaluable. Totally. It's so, it's so worth it. Yeah. So those things. And then I would also say, um, to anyone struggling with acne, doing things that get you out of your mind and into your body more helps a lot because mm. you're mm-hmm. constantly in your head thinking like thinking what are what are people thinking about my skin like um do I look okay like should I just go home like you're constantly thinking these things and so having practices like meditation like um working out moving your body going for walks um just anything where you're getting back in touch with your body and and getting out of those negative thought patterns totally yeah those are some huge tips for sure and I I love how it doesn't matter what issue that you're struggling with whether it be acne or something else it's like those things of you know getting out of your head and into your body and positive affirmations meditation etc are like still so relevant like no matter what so I'm glad that you brought those up thanks yeah (laughs) yeah For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational and insightful 
delightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. So now I kind of want to jump into like the acne portion of it because I've actually struggled with like adult acne like I didn't have it when I was a teenager but when mm, early 20s I still am early 20s but you know starting in the early 20s I've like gotten just like little breakouts like around my mouth and they were just like super gross looking and like I did had no idea what they were but I I've read somewhere that adult acne is really common and it has to do with like hormones so like from your perspective like what is adult acne and how does that differ from when you're a teenager Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a big difference between having acne in adolescence versus having acne as an adult I think most people struggle with a little bit of acne like breakouts when they're when they're going through puberty right Mm because like your hormones turn on like stuff is moving, you know? Um, but once you're an adult, if you're still struggling with acne or maybe you didn't have it, like in your case, you didn't really have it growing up, but, um, started having breakouts as an adult that is usually rooted in, um, either hormonal imbalances, like you, like you mentioned, um, digestive issues. Mm. Um, and, I mean, at the root of pretty much like any disease you could have or health issue is inflammation and stress. Mm. Like those impact, those things impact every system of the body and, um, and can manifest as acne. But again, depending on your genetics, like stress for you could manifest as, um, it could manifest as like gaining weight or um, learning disabilities or mental health stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on your genetic predisposition. But um, but for acne specifically, it, it usually goes back to hormones, digestion, stress, inflammation. Something mm. in there is is off and, and throwing your body off. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like for me, it was probably a mixture of like stress probably inflammation too but I think inflammation to me is kind of like an elusive topic (laughs) I'm like I'm like all right lesson inflammation how do I know if I'm inflamed (laughs) like I don't know I do do you know anything about that or like how people can figure that out because I don't (laughs) yeah so inflammation I know it's such a funny word I actually had an old coworker once he was like inflammation like is that when you like your body like catches on fire like you are in a flame and I was like I couldn't tell if he was serious or not so I was just like no (laughs) um but basically like if you think of inflammation it's an inflammatory response in the body and basically what that means is like it's your it's an immune it's an immune based response so like I'm sure you've heard about food sensitivities. That's Mm -hmm. like a big topic um, Mm -hmm. right now. And what a food sensitivity is basically is when you eat a certain food and your immune system like notices that as problematic and attacks it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's an inflammatory response. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So it can manifest as um, brain fog, chronic fatigue, muscle joint pain, acne or other skin Mm -hmm. issues, eczema, psoriasis, Mm -hmm. um, 
anything like that, sleep issues. Um, yeah, I mean, really any like little chronic health issue that pops up um, could be rooted in inflammation. Mm, okay. So what are the proper tests that somebody should get? Because you mentioned food sensitivities. Does it have anything to do with um, skin allergies, anything like that? Yeah, so there's there's a big difference between like having a sensitivity to something and having an allergy. Mm-hmm. So like having if you're allergic to something, it's more of like an immediate reaction where like let's say let's say you're allergic to shellfish and you eat crab and you break out in hives and your throat starts to swell. Right. Like, yeah. You're having like those immediate responses mm-hmm. whereas a sensitivity Um, those symptoms can show up anywhere between like 24 to 72 hours after, um, being exposed to the thing that you're sensitive to. Mm. So it can be a lot harder to pinpoint. Mm. Um, so with food, yes, there's lots of different food sensitivity tests that you can take. Um, if you have like a sensitivity to something you're using, like topically, you'd pretty much know that. Mm -hmm. Um, because you'd have some sort of like itchiness or like some reaction to it. Um, but in terms of food or caffeine or anything like that, those, those symptoms could show up. Yeah. 24 to 72 hours Mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend people get a food sensitive sensitivity test from their doctor or from, I don't know, a dermatologist or... Um, I don't think dermatologists really offer them. There's, I mean, there are so many out there now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would recommend going through a holistic practitioner that's Mm. been trained, um, in running them and reading them. You can just do random ones online, but, um, often those aren't super accurate. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think if, if it's something you're interested in and if you, if you're having like any type of health issues or symptoms, kind of like the ones that I mentioned, um, get connected with a holistic mm-hmm. practitioner that can help. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I think I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> but what, what exactly is the certification that you have? Like, do you qualify as a holistic practitioner or would that yeah. be someone else? Okay. Yeah. So awesome. I... Um, so I did a certification through integrative health practitioner. Um, that's kind of the name of the program. It's created by Dr. Stephen Cabral. He's a functional medicine practitioner, naturopathic doctor, and he has created this full, um, fully online, all self-paced certification that goes through, I mean, I chose it because it goes through all different aspects of health. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just diet nutrition focused. It also went into like exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, supplements, um, even um, like emotional balance and success mindset, which Mm. are are often not talked about so much when it comes to health, but are so important. Like he really emphasized the mind-body, like full systems approach to health. Um, And yeah, just tying that back like to acne really quick. Most people think like when they are breaking out, like, oh, I have acne, I need to treat this topically, but it's never just acne. Mm -hmm. And with any health issue, it's never just that, like it's always rooted in something else. So Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really why I chose to go the holistic route with my education because Um, this concept of like root cause work was to me, I was like, why isn't all medicine like this? Right. Like when you go to a conventional doctor and they prescribe you some pill or some cream or, um, I don't know, some just medication, Mm -hmm. they're completely missing the point. Mm -hmm. It's like that didn't just come out of nowhere. Like by the time you actually have a 
symptom pop up, like that has been manifesting for Mm -hmm. a while. Like there's been imbalances, there's been other issues, like little red flags that have come up. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're dealing with full blown, like cystic acne or something, like there were signs probably years prior that Mm -hmm. were missed. Yeah. Um, And so going to the root of the issue, to me that there's like no other way to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And that's why I've, I've also looked into holistic health as well. The The issue is, is that, yeah, like you said, they don't typically take insurance, but I think that's just conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry just um, making everybody sick. Anyway, so <laughs> just a little aside, but... Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you, and I think there's typically other things going on underneath the surface that we're just missing in everyday health. And so what would you recommend for somebody who's like wanting to take more control over their their health and maybe they just don't know where to start? Like, What would you recommend them doing? Mm, it's so hard because... There's just so much information out there. Like I remember feeling just so overwhelmed when I was at the beginning of um, my acne journey Um, because yeah, there's a ton of information. You don't really know what's right and what's wrong or like with and with there being so much information out there on the internet, there's a lot of misinformation too. Yeah. And it's often really difficult to discern, but if, if you're just like not wanting to spend any money and really take your health into your own hands, um, I, I would suggest going to one of your friends who is in this world, you know, like someone who is in the holistic health space and just ask their advice, mm-hmm. ask their advice where they would go um, and they can often direct you like I have friends all the time say, Hey, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? And if I don't know the answer, I probably know someone within the health sphere that Mm -hmm. is an expert in that, that Mm -hmm. I can direct them to. Um, and there are so many incredible podcasts out there too, Mm -hmm. with great free resources. Um, and just a lot of great functional medicine doctors that, that know what they're, what they're talking about. Um, so a few, I mean, Dr. Stephen Cabral, like I mentioned, who created the Integrative Health Practitioner Institute, mm-hmm. he has a great podcast called The Cabral Concept, okay. um, and he's been running that podcast for, I think, like a decade, maybe longer. So he's got yeah. thousands of episodes. You can search any health issue you have, and that can um, help point you in the right direction. I also really like um, Dr. Mark Hyman has a Mm -hmm. podcast called the doctor's pharmacy, which is great. Um, but, but with that, like you just have to kind of take that as information. And, um, I mean, people always say like, don't try anything new without running it by your primary care doctor, but like they probably aren't going to help that much. Um, so yeah, yeah, I know it's not like the best answer, but starting with, I think starting with podcasts as just like a point of reference um, yeah. can be really helpful. And that's something that helped me a ton when I was at the beginning of um, my acne journey is, is just sure. podcasting, finding good, good quality information. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely link those podcasts in the show notes. Um, but yeah, this is definitely super relevant because uh, we had another guest on I think it was in season two. Uh, Cassie was her name. She was dealing with a lot of, ooh, just a lot of like crazy issues that like no doctor could explain. Like that she saw so many doctors that it, none of them had any answers. Nothing was working, and she just decided to take on holistic health and like take her health into her own hands and like did all the research herself and basically like ended up healing herself from all of the crazy issues she was having just by doing that hard work of like researching for herself so um if 
anybody is dealing with something similar where you just can't explain it, I would recommend going to her episode. I'll, I'll also link that in the show notes um, to hear her story because it's a crazy story <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's good to know. Um, those are definitely helpful tips, I think, for sure. So when do you think somebody should see a dermatologist specifically, like for their acne treatment? Like mm-hmm. where does somebody draw the line between like, okay, just doing things holistically or going to a dermatologist like is there a line or what do you think so i'd say with acne it really depends on the type of acne that you're dealing with um and i think the best approach to um get the best outcome is kind of two-pronged so treating it topically going through a dermatologist but also working with um, a nutritionist health practitioner that can help you with the internal aspect of acne. Um, but if you if your acne is more surface level, like not too inflamed or cystic or anything like that, um, a dermatologist may be the perfect fit for you. Um, but I would definitely recommend going to a dermatologist that is an acne specialist because they mm. aren't all. Oh. Um, and like I had a client recently come to me with um, some products that his dermatologist recommended. And when I looked at the ingredients, I'm like, these contain pore cloggers. Ooh. Like what? So people just don't know. And I, I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this is like part of the scheme of some dermatologists. Like they give you <laughs> products that are going to give you acne so that you, you have to keep back. going back. Oh, um, but uh, if you specifically struggle with acne, I would recommend going to a, um, it's called a face reality acne specialist. So face reality is a skincare brand and there's, um, I think dermatologists can go through a program where they become like a face reality certified dermatologist. And, um, face reality is like one of the best acne focused skincare lines. I used their products for a long time. Um, while I was seeing Danielle, who is um, a face reality specialist, and um, just helped me so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely make sure you're seeing an acne specialist and not just any dermatologist. That's a good note. I didn't even know that. I Mm -hmm. thought dermatologists, yeah, they do everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what you'd think. But usually they just want to give you creams or... right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What what other pitfalls do you think people fall into commonly when it comes to trying to treat their acne? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest one is just treating it topically. Mm. Um, and I think people can often fall into that trap of like, well... I'm just, I'm struggling with acne and that's all I'm struggling with. And like I mentioned a little while ago, like it's never just acne. Like, especially if it's um, the more inflamed cystic type where it's kind of like, you know, those ones where they're like under the surface Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. so annoying and they can stay there for like, even up to like a month or two, you know, and just not go away. Like if that's the more inflamed type and... Um, if that's the type that, that you're struggling with, um, I can't stress enough the importance of working with a, practi- a health practitioner or nutritionist mm. because if it's inflamed, that's a sign there's inflammation in the body. Mm. And just treating it topically isn't going to help. Mm. It may provide some temporary relief, but, um, but if it's inflamed, inflammation in the body. If it's more surface level, then yeah, maybe topical, just topical treatments will, will help. Um, but, but yeah, it's not a skin issue necessarily. It's usually an internal body issue that's presenting as acne. Mm -hmm. Um, so just trying to treat it topically or go that route, um, is kind of missing the point. Um, gosh, what else would I say? I think another thing is, um, people just want to try like one of those one size fits all skincare mm. approaches and try yeah. like proactive yeah. or curology or like any of those things. Not that those don't work and maybe they could work for you, but, um, everyone's skin is so different 
and um, and the root cause of acne for everybody is different. And if you're just, you know, falling for one of those ads online that's like, do you struggle with acne? Like, use use our products. Um, probably not going to help. Mm. Um, and I guess on that point as well, you often see those articles where it's like the miracle drug that cured my acne <laughs> yeah. or I, I ate this one food and my oh, acne went away. Like, anything so <laughs> like that, just run, run. in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, what, what do you think of like acne quizzes? Like I feel like a lot of companies see that these days. So it seems personalized, but mm-hmm. is it really? I don't know. Mm. That's a good question. I think those can be helpful in helping you determine like the the type of acne that you may have. But but yeah, I mean, we worked in digital marketing. Like we know <laughs> the real goal of those yeah. little questionnaire survey things is to direct people to a product that mm. seems personalized for them. Um, so it could help you get some information about your skin, but I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't recommend it as like an end-all be-all, like do what they say based on your results. Just take it in as information, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but don't let them like swindle you into buying some product. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Can vouch for that one. (laughs) They're not that real. We've all fallen for it. (laughs) Yes, I know. Because quizzes are so much fun and you're like, oh my gosh, reminds you of those little like magazine quizzes or you like follow the track and you're like oh my gosh I'm this kind of fruit or totally <laughs> yeah but don't do that it's for so your fun. health yeah 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 if it's a health issue yeah probably avoid that yeah definitely <laughs> Psst. are you enjoying this episode as much as I am girl I hope so if you're getting anything positive from this podcast I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well. I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. So I kind of want to circle back to self-confidence and and kind of that aspect of things so um you struggled directly with this so looking back or like how would you um talk to a young woman who is struggling with her self-confidence specifically when it comes to her acne like how should she look at herself and how should she look at her journey as she's going through this process because it taken it's taken you like five years to to get through that so like you said, a long process, like how should that woman be looking at her journey and herself through that? Mm -hmm. I think just being, so being really present with it, but also realizing that nothing is permanent, you know? So letting yourself feel the emotions in the day to day, like it's okay to cry. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're Mm -hmm. looking in the mirror and you're like, I just hate this but it will pass just like ground into that belief like i promise you it will pass (laughs) it may take some time but i think and this is a a very challenging thing to do when you're in the middle of something like that but just knowing that like you were gifted this experience even though it's difficult and it sucks like you were gifted this for a reason and um if nothing else it's to learn how to ground into self-love when it feels impossible Mm -hmm. you know and like for me had I not gone through that experience like a lot of people struggle with acne and it doesn't really impact them as much or it doesn't seem to like for me, there's a reason that it um, impacted me so deeply 
And I do believe it's because I'm meant to do this work and bring Mm. this work into the world because people deserve a better solution. Mm -hmm. Like just going to doctor after doctor, dermatologist after dermatologist and being told you have to try this cream, this prescription, this whatever, and nothing working. Like there's a better way and people need that. Um, but, but yeah, for the woman struggling, like you're gifted this experience Mm. for a reason. And how can you, how can you see it positively? Like Mm. allowing yourself to feel the feelings around it, but, but always realizing like, it's just my skin. Like people see me for me and I have to have, you have to have some separation there, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. And uh, we're kind of wrapping up a self-worth series and you talked a little bit about that um, earlier in the episode. What are like, I guess, what are the tips that you would try to give somebody who is kind of identifying with with their acne and, and can't really like seem to separate themselves from it where, you know, like maybe they wake up every single day and they're like man, I look so ugly or, you know, it's just, it's just so ingrained in them. Like you mentioned positive affirmations and, you know, trying to get out of your head, et cetera. But, um, in terms of like developing a self-worth, how would you recommend somebody do that? Mm -hmm. Man, I would say Positive affirmations are key and saying like, I, I am not my skin. Like mm. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not my skin. People see me for me. Mm. Um, but I know like when I was in that situation of having horrible skin and feeling like there was no way out, like if someone had told me that I would have been like F you, like, yeah. I'm not just going to like sit here and like tell myself I look pretty when like I just don't feel that way. Right. Um, so I do want to provide some like basic resources of where to start. Like if you, if your acne is horrible and, and you're having a really hard time separating from it, like that was me, I've been there and I just want to give like a quick game plan of what you can do to start seeing relief. And I know that this, this works. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is you got to look at your, you got to look at your diet. Like what are you move, just moving more towards like whole foods, fruits, vegetables, good quality proteins, grains. Like if you are waking up every day and you are eating, I don't know, what do people eat? Pop tarts and (laughs) hot pockets and like lots of like greasy fast food and stuff like that. Like if you just clean that up, you'll notice a dramatic shift Mm -hmm. from that alone. Um, If you've kind of already done that and your diet's pretty clean and you're still seeing lots of acne, check your ingredients of all that your, all your products that you're using. And I'll, I'll send you a link to make sure you can include in the show notes um, of this comprehensive list where you can even just plug the ingredient list of your products into this um, database kind of, and it'll show mm-hmm. you, it'll just spit back out like, okay, your product is clean. It doesn't have any pore cloggers mm-hmm. or it does have pore cloggers. Mm-hmm. And then you would know, okay, I got to, I got to shift this product to something else. Um, and you'll probably find that you're using pore cloggers in your skincare, in mm-hmm. your makeup, um, you even have to check like conditioner, shampoo and stuff like that. Mm. Cause that can leave residue on your hair. Um, mm. and if you have long hair, it touches your face. Yeah. Not good. Um, even laundry detergent, like check all those things in there. Um, and switch anything out that has pore cloggers. So diet, pore clogging ingredients. And if you've done all that and you're still like struggling massively, at that point, you may want to work with a practitioner to see if there's something um, out of balance internally. For some people, it can be vitamin deficiencies. It can be food sensitivities like we talked about. 
Um, even just like deeper digestive issues, like um, maybe you've heard of SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, mm-hmm. um, or other, it could be a fungal overgrowth. It could be so much going on digestively. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I would say for plan of attack if you want to find some immediate relief. Yeah, that is so helpful. That is like so many step-by-steps things that you can try and like just try to rule out. So thank you. Thank you for that. That is so yeah, helpful. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much everything, like all the questions that I have. But is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Any specific tips or resources you want to mention? Um, I don't think I have anything else really to cover um but yeah I'll definitely make sure to send you the pore clogging ingredients list yeah it's huge for me that was like such an eye-opener um yeah that seems huge we'll definitely link that in the show notes for sure but if you want people to connect with you and how could they get in touch with you and how could they possibly get your coaching if they'd like it yeah so the best way to connect with me right now is through instagram My handle is Camille Marie underscore nutrition. Um, I'm working on a website should be up soon. So I'm excited for that. But right now the best way to contact me is Instagram. Um, And I am accepting one-on-one clients. I have a 12 week clear skin program where um, we really just go deep into diet, um, lifestyle practices, stress reduction, um, we do the, the mindset work, emotional balancing, that kind of thing. Um, super powerful. And yeah, I'm accepting some, some more one-on-one clients. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I am offering free, completely free, um, 30 minute consultations just to oh. where we dive a little bit into like your specific issues, mm-hmm. if it'd be a good fit to work together. Um, and and even if not, like I, I definitely, everyone I talk to, um, I direct them in whatever way I think makes, makes sense for them. I give them some more resources and things to look at if they're not ready to, to sign up for coaching right away. So, but yeah, that's that's, excellent. Well, awesome guys. If you even are just curious about how Camille can help you, please go and take advantage of her 30 minute consultation. Consultations are really important she does 30 minutes like i feel like 15 minutes is typical but 30 minutes is a long time that you get this wonderful lady (laughs) to talk to so she's a wealth full of knowledge i've thoroughly enjoyed this episode i feel like it's super helpful um but yeah thank you so much camille thank you so much for having me i'm so grateful